2: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and
0: 365-day returns.
1: Hi, uh, Naya. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good.
1: How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I guess with like with Arsenal's recent form, you're kind of optimistic as uh, the smile on your face can such as um
2: yeah yeah um as of late in the league i think we've been um very good we've had some hiccups like um the two games we lost against united and everton but i think after that we've shown that you know we can bounce back from those performances and yeah we've been quite good so yeah i'm happy right now
1: all right so so i'm going to be asking you some questions and i want you to be absolutely honest with me like very honest honestly i want to be very honest so like so the first thing, actually, I think it's like the biggest thing about Arsenal this season so far, the Aubus situation, you know. So right. I mean, yeah. So 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 firstly, what do you make of it all?
2: Um, it's disappointing because obviously um, he is like one of some people's favorite players in the team and whatnot. However, um, I do feel like we've kind of reached a stage where we should be looking to move past Yang. I think his recent form this season has kind of allowed people to be okay with his exit from the team but um, yeah it's quite disappointing to be honest because when he was scoring for us the team was yeah very happy doing that.
1: yeah so like I feel like generally it's been easier for Arsenal fans to move on from it because of his form um, yeah as you mentioned like not just this season like last season as well was underwhelming you know so you have to go back to like two seasons ago before Alba was Alba but let's let's put that aside I'm talking about like the way Arteta kind of managed it because before Alba was suspended like Alba was starting in Arsenal he was starting okay so of course Ateta is not stupid like for him to be starting someone and like despite Alba's form he keeps starting him so basically yeah Alba was a valuable player for Arteta to Arteta you know And what do you think about the way Arteta handled it? Like, what's your thought on that? Well,
2: I actually think he was fine in the way he handled it. I know some people would have preferred if it stayed behind closed doors. But personally, for me, I feel like we are like a big club. Like, any issue um, that comes up is going to be in the media. So, I feel like Arteta gave Aubameyang his chances. He played him, played him, played him, tried to get him back into form. Um, and then obviously he had his off the pitch incidences which kind of gave Arteta the license to be like, Yeah, it's done here really.
1: To hear with you, mate. Say that again? I said Arteta I I was like to hear to hear with you, mate.
2: Yeah, he was kind of like, Do you know what I've had enough now, like let's just let's just cut it off here.
1: I mean but, but to be to be honest, it's not like the first for example with you saw with Bodin and Grillish. And like even like even like three three four years ago or something when Aguero was in Holland and like was drunk driving and stuff like that, I just feel like I don't know like I'm not against what Ateta did, but I think like he threw Abba under the bus, and I don't know if that's the best way to go about things. Like honestly, like these things happen in every club. Like as I mm-hmm. said, like with Manchester, like just recently Foden and Greenish, you know what I'm saying, or even like last year when when Foden and uh, and Greenwood went. uh when partying in the England in the England yeah. setup. Like I feel like the way now handled everything, like it's not wrong. It's not wrong. I'm not calling you wrong. But was it actually necessary to really throw Orba under the bus publicly?
2: I don't think he threw him under the bus. I think Obamian kind of opened the door for um that decision to really be made. And I feel like, yeah, of course there are cases where managers can overlook some disciplinary issues and whatnot but I feel like at this point in time Arteta kind of especially with the team that he's building I feel like he's not really in a place where he's gonna allow like lots of you know distraction that's not really allowed you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. yeah of course I know people would say he should have done it behind the scenes but Really and truly, if Aubameyang had been benched, a lot of people would be asking, where's Aubameyang? Do you know what I mean? So he kind of really had just one option, which was to say what happened. And the team has been fine without
1: him, really. I, I disagree with you. If Obama had been benched, everyone would feel, okay, yeah, that's what I ranted because he's not been on form. So everyone is just really going to like... Yeah, but like, I know yeah. my
2: fan base, people would be asking why, why, why. I know people, I know his form permitted him to be dropped, but I know that my fan base would not have been like okay yeah he's been dropped for his poor performance so people would be like something more definitely has to be going on here especially if it had gone on for more than one game which as you can see it has so yeah I don't really agree with I don't really disagree with how Arsene handled it personally but you know I can understand the people that I'm not a fan of it really
1: yeah alright moving on from that so like I just want to know how did you feel about the Odegaard signing in the summer be very honest with me so when you saw <laughs> Arsenal at that point arsenal of course like smith rowe like okay Odegaard came on low last season and i, I felt like honestly it was just very bland like from to really like i'm i'm a big Odegaard fan like so i don't want to talk about my perspective of the player cuz i think highly yeah. of the player like right from real betis is a player i love uh sorry right from uh, sorry sociedad and before then when he went to holland and everything and also watching him for the for the for the, um, for the national team you know like in like 2017 really he was really carrying the board and like I used to watch Norway games and I was like wow this guy's really talented and stuff it's been a long way since then you know a lot of years have passed and now you see Odegaard now in Arsenal last season it was a bit of hot and cold and I have a lot of Arsenal mates okay and I really chatted to them and none of them were particularly optimistic so that's really why I included this among the questions I want to ask you so be very honest with me okay (laughs) what were your thoughts? Arsenal getting Odegaard on the Permanente, you're laughing so I feel like your thoughts were very negative, well let me hear from um, you
2: No, they weren't negative I was a little bit underwhelmed, I'll put it like that I was a bit underwhelmed just because I i knew, I felt like we needed um, like a big attacking player to sign in somewhere because I know prior to that we'd all been complaining about the fact that Arsenal don't really score goals, we don't really create chances and obviously during his loan Odegaard was good but not like a shining light you know what i mean he didn't really light up the team like that so i wasn't upset that he was coming but i was like it has to be Odegaard and someone else it can't just be him Mm -hmm. so yeah it was definitely a little bit underwhelming um in the summer for sure yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i'm sure this is one of those ones that you're very happy to be wrong on
2: very i'm so happy with Odegaard right now i think um yeah, he started off the season a bit slow, um, not really able to like make imp- a huge impact in the game. Not saying he was terrible, but not like a huge impact in the game. But I think of late his performances have been really good, especially in December. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's a uh, he's, he's a player I really love. Like I was having this conversation with with a friend of mine who's an Arsenal fan. I'm sure he's going to listen to this. I'm like, why do you have to call me? Uh, like really had this really long argument on IMSN on and he's like, oh, Odegaard doesn't make things happen. Like, he just takes a million touches on the ball and isn't making things happen. And I actually defended Odegaard. I was like, to be fair, there's not a lot of movement above him. And like, I, I play football as well. And the truth is, if you're looking to make something happen, and that's the kind of player Odegaard is, like, he's not the kind of player who just yeah. wants to touch the ball and just... Like, he's the kind of player who wants to take on responsibility, wants to make something happen. So, of course, he's going to have numerous touches. But if he doesn't see anything above him, then he's not going to be able to, like, do anything. And my mate was like, okay, but Abomeyag makes a lot of runs. And that is true. But a lot of the runs Abomeyag makes off the left, they are what I call nothing runs. Those are runs that, basically, if you give it to him, he's going to lose it in, like, three. Because he's so isolated and, like, nothing can come out of it unless he, like, maybe turns to Messi and, like, takes, I don't (laughs) know, five players on or something. And again, it's just, like, so... I was always a fan of Odegaard even despite the, in quote, underwhelming performances because I was able to understand every decision he took on the ball and that's just really what makes me admire him. Till date. like, sometimes I'm watching him, I'm like, oh, slide this pass through and he doesn't and then a second later, I see why he didn't slide. So, like, I, I, like, he's my favourite Arsenal player, like, by by a mile because I just feel like he sees the game better than everyone else on the pitch. So, uh, I'm happy for him I'm if I'm being very honest. I am yeah, very happy for Happy for him. so i think I, I think this next question is kind of like i think i i might know the answer but no need to jump in the conclusions arteta you know arteta oh. <laughs> um i'm arteta i hope arteta does
2: his best that's all i hope Arteta oh, that, like, I it's good for us that's that's what i am yeah yeah
0: honestly You're I are sitting on the fence big time yeah. why is he here?
2: That's, yeah, yeah. My, that's my style no, for
1: it. Nah, that's not allowed. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> okay, let me, let me, let me jump into conclusion okay, here. Yeah. Tell through. me if I'm right. Okay, I, I'm kind of good at guessing. So I feel like <laughs> you were a teta out, but you don't want to seem mad, like because Arsenal's recent form has been so good. So like you can't want him out right now. So is that the case?
2: Not really. I mean I was when Arteta came in, I was a huge Arteta fan. Like he won me over from like his first um press conference. I was a big fan of him. Um and obviously I supported him up until I think our the poor, poor form that we had um last season. And even though I still I still want him to do well, I wouldn't say I'm out and I wouldn't say I'm in, I'm really just like I'm on the fence. <laughs> I'm on the fence because I feel like both sides make good points. You know what I mean? Like the people who are out, they make okay. good points. And the people who are in also make good points. So I'm just, I hope Arteta does well. That's why I am. I just want
1: to know something. I want you to know something. Tana is not going to take that.
2: <laughs> okay, if I had to choose one, if I had to choose one, I would say I'm Arteta in here. Yeah. I say I'm Arteta in because as long as he's here, I want him to do well to get it yeah, so, um, yeah
1: fair enough fair enough the next question was, was were you ever Arteta out or like of course you've answered yeah. that you were I feel like Ateta is lucky in a way like honestly like the poor form Arsenal showed was so poor and he wasn't going to survive that in any other big club if you're being honest like I mean but yeah so at the start of the season let's go back a couple months now what were your expectations? I'm not talking about your demands. I will come to that. Your expectations, just like as you... I, I think a lot of things come, come to play here. Maybe you're contributing your mental health, your emotional stability. Like, you want to know what to put on yourself. Like, that's what you... Right, you understand right. what I mean by
0: expectations,
1: yeah. So what were your expectations on Arsenal fan in August? So
2: where you finish in the
1: season? Yeah, like, generally, like, not only the league. I mean, just like, the season generally. What, what, what were yeah. you expecting? Um...
2: What can I say? Obviously, with the players that we signed, I know a lot of people have, you know, had a lot of opinions of them during the summer, Arsenal fans have included. I, for the season, I, I genuinely didn't predict us to finish anywhere close to the top four. I thought we should be pushing for Europe, which means that we should be finishing in the top six, because obviously we finished out of Europe in the past two seasons. But I would say predicting six or seven, just because we're already coming off such a poor season. Um, we've got all these new players. We didn't know how they was going to fit into the team. And yeah, so I was just like, at minimum, we need to be in the top six. Um, as for outside of that, like domestic cups and stuff, I always want Arsenal to win a trophy. You know, if we can win the FA Cup again, I'll be very happy. If we can win the Carabao Cup, I'll be very happy too. But um, yeah, I didn't have very high expectations for the league, I'll be very honest. I didn't.
1: Okay, what were your demands? because like you know that as I said like, that, thing. In space, that we have to finish in the top
2: 6 like okay. we cannot do another season out
1: of Europe out of it
2: yeah. yeah that was the demand for me personally
1: to be honest if I was an Arsenal fan I would demand a bit more than that like I don't see a reason why okay let me just give you something like what's happened this season is clear for all to see like in the past I'm just talking from the top of my head in the past at least in the past 5 seasons yeah from 16 17 at least or 14 let's go back to 15, 15 the top 4 has been a competition and a race of who's been shittiest right let's face it so you have a team in the Premier League that you have a team running away with it, with the title only last um, 2 seasons where we saw Liverpool and Man City 98 and 97 points that's never going to happen again but all other seasons apart from that the team winning the league runs away with it and you have like maybe second is like not always in trouble, top four. But third and fourth are like, like in the past how many seasons? Like out of like at least the past three of the four, last four seasons we've had like the top four being decided on the last day. And the points tally they are finishing and you see someone with 68 points finishing the top four. Like it's not fantastic. For example, we know what Liverpool suffered last season. Like we were first, on Christmas Day we were first, you know what I'm saying? And then the new year came and it came with all sorts of rubbish, you know? Right. And we just lost lot. And we like, I didn't think we we're going to make the top four, honestly. Like, and it's so sad for me, you know. Just coming off the season before, we won the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're on another level, you know. <laughs> and you don't qualify for Champions League. It's, it's. I can't even explain how I was feeling, but I had made peace with it. And we just, just towards the end of the season, you know, we we're able to conjure up a couple wins back to back. We finished third. You get me? So when Arsenal fans say like, "Oh, like I'm like, who the hell is finishing in third and fourth? That like, you guys see yourself so low as to not like." Like, if Arsenal play like they should, like, properly, Arsenal, and let's say that's, like, let's say, 70-something points, like, 72, 73 points, like, this is very, this is what Arsenal should be getting, honestly, because you have good players. Not Man City level, not Chelsea level, not Liverpool level, but you have good players. If you get 70-something points, you get in the Champions League. That has gotten the Champions League, like, maybe four out of the last five seasons. Yes. So, like, if I was an Arsenal fan, that's the way i will be looking at it, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I think now, where we are now, that's where Arsenal fans are, we are, that we should be getting the top four now. But if you ask me at the start of the season, no, I wouldn't have had those expectations because going into the season, if you look at it, we've signed six new players. Um, You know, Manchester United have gone and sound Ronaldo and all this, they've hyped their team. Um, What do you call it? Um, then you've got Liverpool, Chelsea and City, who you already know is one, two, three, really and truly. So it's like that fourth spot is really the only one that's gonna be available. And I do agree with you that uh the fourth spot is not a trophy. I don't think you know any of us celebrate it like that. But considering our season and kind of the trajectory that we are going on, that is where we have to finish now. Like I don't think Arsenal fans can realistically say that we should be challenging City. Like it's not possible as of right now. As of right now, our job is to get back into Europe. So, yeah.
1: Okay, now this is a big question, but like, I think you're not going to answer me directly. You're going to be <laughs> a bit sneaky. I hope All I'm right, Go on then. Like, do you believe Arsenal on it? Like, are you convinced? Like, do you have conviction in this, their current trajectory?
2: Um, or are you a bit, degree, still a bit skeptical? Yeah. yeah, to some degree, I do. I do because um, I've seen Arsenal really at their lowest point, I think that we've been in for a very, very long time. And I've also seen the difference in the type of players that we've brought in, in the type of uh, structure that we are even having in our club overall, from our academy to the first team. So I feel like as a club, the culture is changing. It's not really just about like the first team and what's happening on the pitch. It's also about what's happening off the pitch. So, yeah, I do think the club is changing in that degree. Um, I hope it goes up and continues, but we also have like a very young team. So, you know, if we do have points where we falter, we fall or whatever, I won't be surprised. I won't be like, oh, my gosh, do you know what I mean? Whereas before, yeah. we had lots of senior players who were consistently not performing or in the moments we needed them to perform they were not performing so that's a bit different to what we kind of have now i kind of have a bit more hope a bit more faith in the team that we have now rather than the one that we had before i don't know if that really answers your question but yeah i'm
1: just uh i'm just gonna let you on this okay i'm not gonna be harsh i'm gonna accept that yeah so So, basically, one more thing I want to talk about now is Arsenal in the big games. So, my major criticism for Arsenal, generally speaking, honestly, is against... Like, as a Liverpool fan, I'm not complaining. I want Arsenal to keep playing like the way they play against Liverpool. Because I have to tell you with all my heart, Liverpool versus Arsenal is one of Liverpool's easiest fixtures. I'm not joking. It's easier than Liverpool versus Newcastle. Honestly, Arsenal just lie down and surrender from the first... Like, it's so easy. It really is so easy. Like, I've witnessed some of the worst opposition performances against Arsenal. 17-18, 4-0 at Anfield. It was only 4-0, I know, but it could have been anything new. It was like, like, <laughs> what a joke of a performance from Arsenal. And, like, it's been like, there's been like a million of these in recent years. You know what I'm saying? And I sit and wonder, and I'm like, okay, Liverpool are better than Arsenal. Cool. And Arsenal fans accept this. And I have a problem with this. They feel like, oh, it's Liverpool, Anfield. Uh, no, nothing like that. I mean, like, look at Liverpool at Anfield. Brighton, Brighton came back from 2-0. Like, I mean, teams, like, it's, we're not, like, okay, yes, we have good former at Amfield. We're a good team. Okay, cool. And even if you play well and we play well, we'll most probably beat you. Cool. But what is going on? Like, like Brighton gives us more difficult games. Newcastle gives us more difficult games. Crystal Palace, my goodness me. They give us... More, Crystal Palace coming to Anfield, it's, like, it's always, like, they score two and maybe we score four and win or 3-2 or something like that, you know? But Arsenal is, like, 5-0, That's not fun It's like Yeah okay We move on I find that embarrassing To be honest
2: No I don't think we're like I don't think we're like Oh okay Let's move on I feel like For us I don't like Losing to Liverpool I don't want to go to Anfield Every season And be holding four None of us like that I don't think that's true I think Mm -hmm. what it is Is that We I don't know I think as a team As a whatever There's something there that when we enter Anfield, I don't know what happens. Away at the big six sides, we do have a problem with that. I won't lie to you. We do have a problem with that. However, I will not sit here and say as a fan that I think it's acceptable to be going to other top six sides and, um, yeah, performing that way. I don't think it's acceptable, no. And I don't think most Arsenal fans do. I think... Maybe sometimes other fans see us and we're kind of like, we don't want to. I don't know. We don't really want to moan or like go over and over the situation. Yeah. Which the is the point like, is you like guys aren't
1: arsed enough. enough. You aren't arsed enough, in my opinion. You aren't arsed enough. That's the problem.
2: Yeah, because it's kind of like, it's not <laughs> that we aren't arsed, but it's kind of like. I don't know. I don't know what people really want from us. Like, we're we're upset, we're angry, we're not happy with the result. And then we kind of have to move on to the next game. That's how the Prem is. Like, I cannot... Of course, I'm not happy. There's games that this season that we've lost, I'm not happy about. However, you got to go to the next game. Like, there's... I don't know what, like, other fan bases kind of want from us. None of us are happy to lose Anfield. None of us are delighted about it. It's not nice to sit down there and that thing is happening every season. No but at the end of the day do you know what i mean we we as a team we as a club have to find a way to overcome that i don't even know what to call it really and truly but whatever happens when we go to other stadiums outside of the i mean in the top six yeah we need to fix that i agree that's definitely something we have to work on but no one's happy to lose at anfield that's not true
1: the thing for me is like it's a major worry because like like when you guys are like going through the season, as I said, like it's I think you guys have been psychologically defeated, and like it just like ugh, okay it's happened yeah like you guys are not uh, <laughs> I'm not saying you guys should cry and moan like AFTV stuff no, but what I'm saying is like like for example look at Leicester City or other teams you get like. There's no other team that like goes to the premier league and doesn't actually get points at city and liverpool every season you get what i'm saying it does happen because it is doable like you just need to go there and put up a respectable performance and there's a chance okay if liverpool or city turn up you'll be you'll be you'll be you'll be beaten anyway but it's like they don't turn up every time you get what i'm saying like for example we saw arsenal versus city in the last game like that's what happens when you play well okay city still won but then like you can clearly see that Every team is just like, they're all human, you get what I'm saying? But it's just like, Arsenal have just failed to put up. For me, especially against Liverpool and Manchester City, oh my goodness, it's so embarrassing watching Arsenal. Like, I'm like, what is this? You know, Norwich, games against Norwich isn't that easy, you know what I'm saying? And then Arsenal Football Club, they just come and then you just like, everyone just turns to like Sunday League footballer. Like, it's just so horrid. So, so, I love it. Like, long may it continue, honestly. No, it
2: won't continue. Enjoy it while it lasts, it won't continue. Enjoy it while it's going on today. You enjoy it. It won't last okay, forever. Continue,
1: Nothing honest. lasts forever, so it's fine. I just, I just love the fact that when we play Arsenal, it's just like, okay, nice. Like even the last, <laughs> the last Liverpool versus Arsenal was actually playing football. Like it's been a while I've done that, like missing a Liverpool. But was because I, I couldn't, like I mean, I had a match, and I mean, I couldn't be And, You know, am my mates to just shouting? One nil, money, two, n- <laughs> no two new.
2: No problem. It will not last forever. Don't worry. When you played us, we've had, I don't know, foolish people at the back. This season when we went there, obviously, mentally, I don't know, we riled up your crowd and that Anfield crowd is something spiritual is going on there. I don't know why you guys are able to just inject your players with sort of energy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in there, but I'm just saying. But don't worry. As I said, nothing lasts forever. And... You know, maybe one day I will come back here and Arsenal would have slapped you guys for them. But
1: you know, life changes quickly, isn't it? We never know what can happen. Isn't it? At least not, 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 not in the near future. I don't, see, I don't see that happening. Well, if
2: you guys are keeping your star players, we'll see, isn't
1: it? OK, so now I need you to make predictions. Let's just know. Of course, I feel like right now it's, it's very simple and straightforward. City to win the Premier League, right? Yeah finish the second
2: probably
1: Liverpool then Chelsea third Arsenal fourth yep
2: and I'm going to put my team fourth because I have
1: to Um, I I hope Arsenal do finish fourth like let me say I actually like Arsenal you know that (laughs) I won't say say they're my second team in the Premier League I don't have a second team but like so like I don't know I mean Nowadays, the only team I care about is City because in the in the past three years, like we're on that level where like they're the team we compete with. I don't really care about Manchester United. Like, of course, I hate Man United, but I don't really care about them like that because honestly, I don't care who they buy. Like, they can buy the whole world; they'll always be crap. Like, I've come to terms with that. Like, if Man United were to, I mean, they signed everyone. And everyone is like, I don't know why people don't learn. You know, it happens every season. Just learn. They're they're bad. They're terrible. They're. I don't care who they sign. If they sign Messi, they'll still be bad. If they sign anybody. I don't care. You know.
2: Don't be cheap,
1: by the way. I don't know why it is. I mean, I've analyzed a lot of things. They've changed and just changed a lot. You know, it might be spiritual or whatever. Long may it continue.
2: Something's going exactly. on for
1: sure. Exactly. So like, apart from, of course, I hit Man U, Man City. Of course, I hit them. Tottenham. I don't care about them. They're not relevant. Uh. I mean Chelsea I mean I don't like Chelsea Because growing up A lot of my mates Were Chelsea fans And they were so horrible You know Especially in the dark ages Of Liverpool So in my heart And my soul I can't support Chelsea And then I have a lot Of close friends Who are Arsenal fans So like yeah Arsenal can't be my Second team in the the league I feel (laughs) Last season I predicted Arsenal To finish fourth But you guys Embarrassed me terribly I pride myself Yeah but that's why
2: You can't predict You can't This Arsenal team Last season Was not the type To predict us To finish fourth No way we still had so many players who was not reliable um, and just overall the team was not there mentally at all. So fourth last season would have been...
1: No, but no, no, think about yeah. this. Think about this. Think about the way Arsenal put um, ended the season, you know. The wins against Liverpool, against Manchester City, winning the FA Cup, starting the season, winning the Community Shield. Like, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, OK, on paper, they were probably wearing the fourth best team in the league. Or maybe or not. At least not clearly the fourth best in the league. Okay, on paper, but the way they were playing in that moment, it seemed like Arteta had figured it out. And that's what football is. It's not. I mean, look at Man United, for example. They have all these stars, but who cares? They can't play mm-hmm. football. You get what I'm saying? So I felt like in that moment in time, Arsenal were certainly good enough to be. Because I mean, like the games against Liverpool, the games against it. It's not like it wasn't like a fluke or something. Like these teams actually struggled to create. Yeah, we
2: played well in those exactly.
1: games. Exactly exactly so I was I was actually convinced you know but Acheta put me to shame you know yeah sorry, <laughs> sorry. this
2: season will rectify it hopefully in this case.
1: thank you thank awesome. you thank you thank you so hopefully Arsenal like makes you happy keeps the smile on your face I hope so we'll see yeah I'll, I'll take credit for any, any good thing that happens to Arsenal for now oh
2: wow really
1: So it was lovely having you, honestly. Thank you so much. Uh, Bye Bye bye.